This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery, like McKenna, brings a top-tier lineup. With Leaf Davis-esque delivery right to your door, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only by app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Blue Monday podcast covering all things Ipswich Town since 2015. My name is Mikey Pensley-Smith and this is the live Q&A show. And joining me for this are the Rushmere Rascals, David Diamond and Joe Ferris. How are you both? Good, thanks, Mikey. Yeah, all, all good, thanks, Mikey. Pretty good, yeah. And for those listening in, talk us through your shirt tonight, Joe. It is a New Zealand 2010 World Cup shirt in honour of to- Tommy Smith, the penultimate Ipswich player to appear in a World Cup finals game. Lovely stuff. That is a very nice shirt. I've got to say. I've got to say. Did you did you actually witness Tommy in action last night, Joe, or not? No, he was on the bench. I did see him warming up in front of me. They were there go. down there best, in best. a culture two, Leighton Orient two. Yeah, got a real kick in the nads when at last minute it was well very late goal ninety. Very late, yeah. Night. So a Miles Kenlock goal there, didn't you, Joe? Yeah. yeah. <sighs> I, I only saw him score once for Ipswich in a pre-season friendly at Barnet. So. Seen as many culture goals as Ipswich. I, I don't think he ever scored for the first team, and um, he scored a goal, but it was him that gave away a late free kick for the goal as well. So sort of did, he not, did, he, did I not remember him scoring? I wasn't there at Burton. I think he had a disallowed goal at Burton. Oh, was that, on, I was at okay. Good Friday. Um, yeah, when, we, when yeah. we won there and then won at Newcastle. Oh, that Newcastle was a disallowed. Okay. Yeah, that was disallowed. <laughs> so I did see that one though. So there you go. No, not not close, but not quite. No cigar. Yeah. Lovely. And uh, Dave, pancake day yesterday. No, you love your food. Absolutely. I, I to our Absolutely. audience, how many pancakes do you think? Don't, don't. My wife makes these, these fine, savoury pancakes with like a bolognese mix and like a cheese sauce. Oh, don't even start me on them. Yeah. I could have eaten my body weight in those and I almost <laughs> did, but I, I stopped short of that. But yeah, very, very nice too. Yeah. Oh, oh. my goodness me. Char- oh. Char- Charlie D thought a comfortable five pancakes but they sound pretty heavy Dave you can't, you yeah, can't no, you can, I couldn't manage anymore I think two and a half was my max yesterday of those blimey no I couldn't no no more 
Right, in, into the football now. We've done Colchester, we've done pancakes, so let's start talking <laughs> about football. Um, James Ruddock, disappointing week results-wise, which is wild, seeming we can still S-house sixth place. If we do get sixth, what do you guys reckon about our chances across the two games in a playoff situation? I just, I, I just think it's going to take such a monumental effort to get sixth that you're probably looking at something like eight wins in our last 11 games. And if we win eight games and, and finish sixth, I'd imagine that nobody's... Well, I don't think anyone would want to face us anyway because to get into playoffs, we're going to be on a, on a hell of a run. So mm. I'd, I'd be confident. I'd be confident now if we went in there because I just think that we're, we seem to be set up in such a controlled way. It's it's almost... We almost play playoff football now, isn't it? Rather mm. than the sort of wide open football we played at the start of the season. I think you need that that control effectively. And we have that. All these games are tight mistakes. Like you look at the Milton Keynes game... And that, that that was almost a playoff game, wasn't it? Like the chess match there. And I, I just don't think we've got that weakness now that we had before. No, we just rewind a little bit and take a look at last night's League One, League One results. I'll just put them up here that covers all of us up. But yeah, a bit of a stinker, wasn't it? Portsmouth <laughs> beating Oxford, who already look like they're too far ahead of us. Yeah. Portsmouth are now right on our heels. Sheffield Wednesday, Burton came from 2-0 down to get to 2-0. Yeah. Just as I got excited, Sheffield Wednesday ended up scoring three. Um, Rotherham kept up their ridiculous away record of just never conceding goals. Wigan back on track with a 2-0 win over Fleetwood. And Wickham out of nowhere with a 3-0 result. That leaves the top 10 looking like this. Grim reading now, isn't it, Dave? Yeah, it, as Joe said, it's going to take a monumental effort. And look, if we do make it from here, then my goodness me, talk about momentum. We'll be flying, won't we, for goodness sake. Um, you know, eight wins, at least eight wins from those 11 games. But you've got to say it's looking unlikely. You know, those teams above us. Joe picked Sheffield Wednesday a couple of weeks ago when I was last on the pod with him. And, and he's right. They're pretty much flying at the moment, aren't they? OK, Oxford, but then... Yeah, Oxford, you think, are fairly entrenched in there already. And again, the one who's coming up on the rails again is bloody Pompey, isn't it? I mean, huge yeah. go. But I mean, OK, fingers crossed we get, we, it seems to be deja vu, we get six points out of the next two games. That sets up, I mean, if Portsmouth keep up their form, that sets up a big old game Saturday week, doesn't it? Massive game Saturday week. Um, mm. You know, they'll always bring they'll always bring their full complement. That should be flipping excellent. But uh, yeah, they're, they're, what, two points behind us with two games in hand? Um, yeah, yeah, they're sort of running into form at a worryingly bad time for us. So yeah, it's going to take a huge, huge effort. It really is. But look, as as you know, I've seen reading on social media all day on, the, on the, you know my forums and stuff. It's still possible. It's still there. And yeah, if if we make it from here, yeah, as Joe said, no one would want to play us. Flipping it, no way. Just just as you were chatting there, Dave, Joe was swigging away. James Ruddock spotted the Blue Monday beer cooler. Hold oh, that up. Look at that. There it is. Yeah, I've got. I've got money in a drawer somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Piece of Blue Blue Monday history. Look at that. Memorabilia. <laughs> Back when you were just a fan, hey Joe. Yeah, I used to buy these and sort of have all my drinks in them. <laughs> <laughs> right, uh, Michael Warner. He's joined us. Good morning, all from a very wet Brisbane. Yeah, it's been. Think so we can relate. Last I think we can relate. Yeah, that. I'm not going to have too much sympathy when I look out my window <laughs> weather here tonight. <laughs> Definitely not. Chris Rand, after, uh, afternoon, <laughs> evening, Chris. Uh, with 11 games left, we're likely to need to score 20 goals to challenge for the playoffs. One striker coming good with six or seven goals just isn't enough 
two or three players need to start scoring, don't they? Yep. Yes. I th- yeah, I, I think we've <laughs> got... answer to that. If you look, Wes Burns is scoring, Connor Chaplin is scoring, aren't they? I think Burson Salina looks like he's probably got a few goals in him between now and the end of the season. But yeah, you, you need a strike. You need a couple of your strikers to get maybe 12 goals between them, don't you? And they're all capable of it, but it's just, they all just look out of form, don't they? I, I wonder now because, because we've had a lot of midweek games up until now, haven't we? It's been quite a yeah. sort of heavy mm. schedule now, but when you look at it now, we've obviously got Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday. And then after that, really, there's no more midweek games. You've got the Easter period where you've got the Friday, Monday games, but it's really just a, after mm. the Lincoln game, it's just a Saturday, 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 Saturday running now. So, whether McKenna will look to sort of settle on a sort of a front three or go, settle though? on players there, yeah, I, I think I mean, I'd could you could you pick Saturday's front? I mean, okay, would could would you have any idea what the front two's likely to be Saturday? I still would like to see. He's, surely he's got to come good. I'd, I'd quite like to see a front two of Piggott and Chaplin. I'm, I'm not sure that. I, I might have, sorry, I might again. I might have put this forward in the pod a, a week or so, a couple of weeks ago. But I'm not sure that's been tried yet this season, or has it? I can't recall it being tried this season. No, I can't recall it. But I'd I'd, I'd probably go because it's sort of one player goes on the wide. I'd probably go Jackson on the left, and then well, I don't yeah. I don't know who in the middle and Selena sort of nominally on the right. I think that'd be my three, but. Probably, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, I'm not. I, I didn't really see much. I didn't see any of it. Obviously, saw the highlights Saturday. I'm not. You know, we just just really wasn't effective at all, was it Saturday? Not at all. And obviously, Bon is clearly a big, massive loss of confidence there because those chances he missed Saturday, he was absolutely gobbling them up, wasn't he? Start of the season. Goodness me. Do you yeah. just hang your hat on, no? Uh, sorry, on. Bond now though because he he's that's what he's I mean. Centre forward that's done it with most regularity. Do we do we just play him just or maybe just give him the next three games try and work his way back into form because it can happen. I, th- I think with one of the strikers he's got a stick, hasn't he? I think you're right. He's got a stick and maybe yeah maybe you're right, Bond and, and and you know if he doesn't score just just stick with him and hopes hopes it all comes back. Yeah, and they some would just, people they need would a just... bit different, don't they? Don't they? Maybe needs an arm around the show and say, look, you're starting the next three games, yeah. so hmm. don't worry about scoring this Saturday. Because it's almost like, I don't know, it looks like the weight of the world on his shoulders and the way he reacts yeah. to missing the chances as well. Indeed. It, a lot of people now, their attentions are starting to turn to, to next season. Charlie D says, as much as McKenna would love the playoffs, he must be starting to focus and plan for the summer. What does he do? New contracts for anyone? Rip it up and start a game with new strikers? Possibly, probably. I, I, I wonder how it goes... Like I say, somebody's they've, they've all got an opportunity over the next few weeks, haven't they? That if someone, if any of them can grab four or five goals, Jackson Norwood, they've got a chance of earning a new deal here. Joe Piggott's the funny one because he seems <laughs> probably the furthest behind out of all the strikes. He probably seems yeah. fourth choice if you were doing it, and he's the one who's got another two years left on his deal. So mm. there's, and I don't really see that we've got to be able to shift that deal on anywhere else. So you just, like I say, you just got to. I hope you stumble across something almost now, but I wouldn't be surprised if something, if someone like Caden Jackson scores a few goals and ends up getting a new contract, it wouldn't surprise me at all, but we'll, we'll see really. But that is, that is the area of the team when you look at, when you, when you look at the rest of the squad and not just sort of um, the players who are playing well, but also their contract situation. So let's say you look at the back three, Danashian's still got another year. Wolfie's got another year. Edmondson's got another three years. Mm. Burns has got a couple of years. Vincent Young's got another year behind him at right back. Left back is 
probably the other area, but in midfield, Morsi's got three years, Evans has got three years, mm. and Wazuni's got another it's all year. It's quite settled, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, so it's it's very it's very settled in almost every role apart from left back and centre forward, isn't it? Yeah. Are you a little bit surprised, Dave, that Norwood's goals have dried up? I guess so. Or is so, it because but... he's come out of the team and and then Jackson I think I think and... so. Maybe it is. You know, he's, he has. He's come out of the team. Well, he was four in four in four, wasn't he? And I say flying, but he was. He was goal again, four in four, and some important goals as well. You know, the goal at Wigan, the winner. Um, sorry, the winner at home to Wickham. Um, you know, there's some big goals, big goals amongst them, and yeah, it can't. It can't again, it's well, you wouldn't say Norwood is sure is never appears to be short of confidence. I mean, I, I see Norwood and I look at Bon. I see Norwood miss a chance, and you see Norwood miss some horrible chances, and it's almost, you know, is you, you never see him with that negative reaction after that. So it can't help, Mikey. I think you know it can't help that again four 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 games on the trot, four goals, didn't score for a game or so, or you know substituted quite early. I think fairly early in, in at least one of those games. Um, yeah, there's just no, he's got no con- continuity, has he? And also, when he played Saturday, he was very much a sort of left-hand side. I know he played that yeah. role against Wickham and scored and works hard and does that, but it's not really his game. Is it getting up and it's down? Got to play flank, between the line, between the lines, between the box. Yeah. Right into the next question, Mark Abbott. Horrible feeling. Another draw coming our yeah. way at Fleetwood. <laughs> Only just beat them at home, and they were decent. They were decent that day. That's when Selena yeah. scored in injury time. But after that, I could see us getting three or four wins with three of those games at home. Yeah, yeah well, we wouldn't disagree with that. You just got, like I say, I, f- I think we're going to need eight wins out of the last 11 to make the playoffs. So um, if, if you I don't already... win on Saturday, then it's eight wins out of 10, isn't it? And it's, yeah, you're, no, you're, we you're are done. I mean, I, you know, with sneakers, these, you? Saturday's game, score an early goal, complete, complete. You know, if if, if we get on the ball like we did, um, you know, last Saturday at Morecambe, we score an early goal, completely different game. Completely different game, you know, especially if it goes to one of the strikers as well. Um, yeah. You're probably going to think if if we dominate as we did against Morecambe, maybe two or three. But yeah, we need we just need to score first and early and you know early on to capitalise on that dominance, don't we? For me at, the, at this stage, and and to be fair, I my stance hasn't changed since McKenna's come in. It hasn't been a we must make the playoffs or it's a big disappointment. It's more, yeah. I'd like to go to some games near the end of the season that actually have something riding on them. Yeah, yeah. And, You'd like to get the first mean, of April. We, we all do, yeah. don't we? It's a, it's a feeling that we've that we've missed, isn't it? Like going into East... I mean, we, we've battled relegation a couple of times, I suppose, but it's been a long seven years, hasn't it, since we last went to a game yeah. in April where we had a sniff of the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, you've got some big games coming up near the end of the season, haven't you? You've got Wigan coming up. You know, it'd be nice to go go into that for us as a yeah. as a must-win game. You know, it'd be brilliant. You know, superb. Mm. Um, Plymouth as well. Plymouth you've got coming up there towards the end of towards the end of March. Mm. But yeah, I mean, I mean, the game. Hopefully, you know, if we get if we take maximum points in the next two games, and obviously Portsmouth continue their run. Like I mm. said, really, really nice game coming up Saturday week, isn't it? Flipping it, brilliant. Yeah. All, all set up for that one. Yeah. Alex SP228. It's very frustrating. McKenna shows some great promise, though. Could be in for a great run next season. Yeah, we've we've got reasons for genuine enthusiasm. I think that there's going to be some good feeling going into next season, What whatever happens between now and, and May. And no, and no doubt, as you say, there'll be some additions. The squad will be tweaked again. You know, hopefully we'll hang on to... You know, the likes of Wolfenden and Edmondson and Burns and you know and players like that. Um, whether Selena will be around next season, who 
who knows, I guess, if we're still in League One, I guess unlikely, but, you know, who knows? But, yeah, certainly cause for more optimism than, um, well, <laughs> let's face it, we're fairly optimistic going into this season, weren't we? But I think, um, yeah, he's. I've, I've certainly liked the look of him so far and, you know, he, he's just the way he conducts himself and how he, you know, speaks and everything. It's just, uh, yeah, he's, he's a real, um, yeah, I think a real find for us. You just feel like you just trust the manager and trust yeah. the decision making at the moment, whether it's on the pitch or off the pitch. And yeah. everything he's come in, he's in, and he's done since he's come in. He's explained why he's done it. He's he's gone through it and he's been sort of true to his word when he came in. Effectively, when when Cook came in and he was saying the squad was unmanageable and too big, <laughs> we ended up with the same size squad this season and it was unmanageable. McKenna's come in and said the squad was too big, and in January we sort of quietly sort of lost five or six senior players and only bought sort of one or two in and the squad is now a much more manageable side. It's like, he's just very quietly going about his business. And I think some of the football we played in the last two games, I know it's been frustrating because we haven't got the goals, but it's been some of the best football I've seen. Oh. Probably the most dominant football since probably that sort of pre-Christmas period of 2014 when we got in the playoffs and we were just sort of running over teams. Oh, not in a sort of the same sort of passing way, but how you're just watching teams and, like I say, at home against Cheltenham last week, we just didn't let them breathe, did we? They just no. they, they just were absolutely breathless. We were all over them. And the best they could hope for was one of the sort of midfielders hooking a second ball just forward to no one. That was as good as they got, really, in that first half. And they improved after the break. But, like I say, we were better than that at Morecambe and, on Saturday. I think I know that, obviously, obviously, the season has gone on now, but the fitness levels just look so much higher, don't they? Absolutely. Yeah. So much better. So much better. So yeah, but for all, um... all the things that McKenna's got right, though, one thing he definitely hasn't quite cracked yet are the set pieces. I feel oh. the defenders need to start scoring a few, but, but with our set pieces, no chance. Says not being funny, exactly, exactly. Yeah, if, yeah. if the delivery isn't, if the delivery's crap, then they're not going to have a chance. Are they? I mean, it's it's just a shame because I think Evans had just and his weren't brilliant at the start of the you know the start of the season. But I think since Christmas when he's has played, his set plays have been a lot better. So you know his free kick, but I think all of them have been a lot better. So again, just a shame. But oh, you're not telling me someone just cannot just 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 pick someone out, you know, with with delivery with pace, not you know hanging them up or anything. Yeah, I'm, just not sure, straight, say hello I'm not sure whether really Seb, Seb was trolling you or not on the flagship show the other day, Dave, when he said that Probably. we've been spoiled over the years with the likes of Martin Waghorn taking calls. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's, it's just we'll one game. One. It was one game and better be, better, it's Ben's fault. One game I called him out for it. And yeah, OK, yeah. And he was terrible. He didn't miss the first defender until he until he knocked it across for Chambers to score. But yeah, um, yeah it's, um, it is incredibly frustrating. It really is. Yeah, Mark, Mark Abbott says it's ironic that our attacking patterns win us so many corners and we're so bad at them. Oh, God. Um, he, he's quite right, isn't he? Yeah. Um, just a, a, a little change of pace here, uh, change of subjects. Um, FA Cup is obviously going on at the moment. I think Luton are 1-0 up against Chelsea last time I wow. checked. But in bigger news, in the Women's FA Cup, uh, on Tuesday morning, I think some of us tuned yeah. in for... The BBC Morning Live or something or other and got... Mr. Motivator. And... Yeah, Mr. Motivator <laughs> was on. I think, yeah, the, the Women's FA Cup draw seems to be put back about half an hour as they're trying to cling on to uh, women's football <laughs> fan viewers. Um, but this is how the draw turned out. Um, we avoided the toughest draws, which were probably, as you see at the top there, Chelsea, Arsenal, Man City away. 
Um, so there's a good chance that if we do get through, we will be playing one of one of those three by the looks of it. Um, and Ipswich host West Ham. They're mid-table in the Women's Super League. So playing at the, the top standard in, in English football. So a fantastic draw draw for Ipswich women. Um, but dare we say it, at home, they're hashtag not, winnable. Hashtag winnable. They're not yeah. superstar team, West Ham. And what sort of crowd are we expecting at the Gold Star, Dave? Well, I don't know. Well, there was, I think it was just about, what was it, 1170 there on Sunday? I was there on Sunday and it was, it was, you could still walk around the pitch, but it was, it was pretty full. So I would have thought, oh, I can't surely hold more than, unless, unless they do something to it. I can't, or I don't see what, how, but I wouldn't have thought I can hold much more than 2000. But I mean, Sunday was just brilliant, brilliant atmosphere. And um, I was with Rich and Matt. Um, just behind, you know, behind the goal with all the, uh, well, other than the goalkeeper scoring at the other end of the pit, that was incredible. I mean, the, the extra time, the second half of extra time in that game was just amazing, um, and just what, a, what an absolute brilliant achievement. But um, I'd have thought maximum two thousand from what I, from where I was on Sunday, and judging the, 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 you know, the ground and the crowd on Sunday, I'd have thought about two thousand. Lovely stuff, and Joe, this would be great exposure for the, for the uh, Ipswich women's team as well, because this will. This surely will be televised, won't it? As yeah, I, I guess there's, it's likely that it's going to be televised. I think it's probably the tie of the round almost. I know, Incredible. listen to what they were saying, it's sort of Man City, Chelsea and Arsenal were the three big hitters that yeah. if, you, if you'd have played them, you've just got zero chance against. They're just streets ahead of everyone. And then I think it was West Ham and... Everton, who was sort of Coventry in that, United, that sort of that middle bit, and then sort of Coventry or Birmingham, because Coventry are bottom of the second tier. Yeah. So if you'd have got those, that you might have had the best chance against them, and then Birmingham are sort of in that second tier, and then just Everton and West Ham. But there is going to there is going to be a big, big difference in sort of standards. The, they're they're full time professional teams. Those are. I know some of our girls are professional now, but they're not training five days a week. They're professional alongside other commitments. So it's going to be a big big ask. But when you look at the um. So the under twenty ones team, they they have an under twenty ones team in the Premier League, effectively. And you look at the results there. I, I can't say I follow the table that closely, but it's like, oh, well, they've beaten Liverpool this week. They've drawn with Everton, and they they play all the teams in in that sort of women's Super League. So I don't know. I, I say you got a chance at home. The pitch isn't going to do West Ham any favours. It's not the. It's a bit lively the pitch down there, isn't it? And it mm. it's going to be a bit. Hopefully, a bit of a leveller. And if they can get a result, it'd just be incredible. Yeah, there's a bit. There's a wind blowing down. There was Felix Stone. It was a wind blowing down the pitch as well. It would. It would be hell of a level. I mean, what was impressive about Sunday? It's probably. I no doubt Richard covered this on the flagship show. But um, unlike, unlike, um, unlike Chelsea, <laughs> we made two substitutions. Made two substitutions just at the last knockings of extra time. And these two go, Lucy O'Brien, one who I know we sponsor, and I think um, Izzy Brown, I think, and they, the other girl that came on, and. Um, so the first, and they took the first. They took penalties one and two. Unbelievable! Their first touches in the game. They took penalties one and two, and absolutely dispatched them in the corner. Unbelievable stuff! But our four penalties were just exemplary. Brilliant, brilliant penalties. Well, I was listening to Joe Sheehan on another pod, Kings of Anglia, probably, yeah. and um, he basically said that Lucy O'Brien knew that she was going to be coming on just to take a penalty, <laughs> but they hadn't told Izzy Bryant that she would be doing that. Because they said it wouldn't, they wouldn't have been best for her mentality. So she, they said she'd been taking penalties best in training all week, and it was not until the the last minute of extra time she knew she was coming on to take one. Effectively, so, so interesting. That's, that's a really interesting pod with regards to his management style. Yeah, he comes over again. He comes over really well, doesn't he? Mm. But 
Yeah, it's absolutely fantastic. Brilliant for them. Last time, question out there, last time, first team, are, are the, the lads were in the cup quarter final. anybody? 93, was it? Yeah, I think Arsenal won it 4-2. Yeah, I remember yeah. that game. I remember right, yeah, weren't they running all over the top of the executive boxes, weren't yeah. they, I believe? Ian so, Wright was uh, always good for a goal at that at that time against us, wasn't he? <laughs> he loved it. He liked playing it. Ipswich, yeah. <laughs> he loved yeah, I think it. it's his best uh, goals to games uh, ratio is against Ipswich. Loved yeah. it. There were a few hat-tricks in there, I remember, for, as well, yeah. 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 Right, Paul, Paul Strutt. Any of the Blue Monday squad attend the Ipswich Legends event at the Corn Exchange last night? No, Butcher and Holland were excellent. Yeah, I think that one sort of slip, slipped us by, yeah. didn't it? Yeah, I've been interested to hear some of Paul's thoughts. One of my one of my friends texts me, I, I've been to the Colts game last night, he texts me saying, oh, I went to that. And Holland, he said, Matt Holland was just so infused by Kieran McKenna, couldn't speak highly enough of him, was oh. just sort of gushing in his praise of him, talking about, and this is something I've heard as well about, sort of how they have drones over the training sessions and sort of picking up the patterns of play and Shapes, yeah. going through that. But I've, I've heard on top of that as well, it's the analysts are looking at the drones and they don't have to go through McKenna. It's like, if he's basically said to him, if you see something that you think is wrong, you you pull the player in, you have a meeting with them. You, you don't need to run it by me. So he's not only sort of treating the sort of players at extra maturity, he's treating the staff, empowering them to just say, look, if, if you think this is what it is, not right, go and sort it. It's not a... I don't have to have my fingerprints on everything. You you know what I want, and if if I'm not do, if they're not doing it, get it sorted. So I'd be interested to hear if Paul has any other comments on that because, like I said, I just heard a lot about Holland's um, gushing praise of McKenna. Interesting, yeah, yeah. He's very much on board, isn't he? Uh, Nick Muller says hi all. Hi Nick. Need to score first and follow up, not hold back like we normally yep. do. I mean, we were unlucky not to do that against Cheltenham and. And Morecambe, weren't we? But how important now that we've got a decent defence in place, how important is that first goal in a game? It's it's the old cliche, isn't it? Oh, if we score early, that'll be good. It didn't suit us at the start of the season, but now perhaps it would. Yeah, no, it would. As I said, as I said earlier, definitely. And yeah. I know a lot of goals do come from errors, but we've only conceded five in twelve games under McKenna, and Ridiculous. one was like Edmondson giving a nothing back pass to against Bolton. Bolton, yeah. Another Edmondson sort of giving the ball away on the touchline. Thompson overplaying in the back there, and sort of that's sixty percent of the goals were conceded since Christmas. Effectively, three little silly mistakes. Crazy. Okay, Avon first job win three league games in a row. Unless we do that now, no chance to the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not going to win eight out eight out of eleven without winning three in a row, are you? But you're not. <laughs> well, you could do. I guess you could win two, draw. Win two, uh, you, you get to eight that way. It helps. Yeah. I'm yeah. getting dizzy. Yeah, I can't take that in. It doesn't sound right, but you're probably right, Joe. Mark Abbott, whatever happens from here, really impressed with McKenna. Really excited about next season transfer window and pre-season. I think I think we all are. Yeah. yeah. yeah Charlie D echoes that. Incredible, really, how different the same set of players look under McKenna. It makes really you wonder as well if, really if impressive. I doubt we'd, we'd, we'd have been able to do it, but it had McKenna came in when sort of this time a year ago when Cook came yeah. in, what would he have done with last year's squad with regards to pushing him onto the playoffs? What would he have done with the summer's business? Obviously, we'll we'll never know from there, but I don't think he'd have made a sort of as big a fist of it as, no. as ha- happened in the end. And hmm. the, look, the players are, are, are clearly 
the coaching is the coaching is streets ahead of what it was, isn't it? Clearly, and that's reflected in the dis- in the you know in the team on the pitch, isn't it? I mean, just you can just see it, can't you? The yeah. sort of the, the discipline, the shape, the the covering of each other's runs. As soon as one player goes, everything shifts around, and it's just. I mean, it's like a well-oiled machine. And when you you look at like Liam Manning at MK Dons, it's like same. this generation of coaches, and you just look at them, and you're just like their teams are so well coached. They they know yeah. exactly what they, every player on that pitch knows exactly what he's doing, and there's no. No one's off freelancing without being sort of sort of given cover to I mean, do is it. And... Is this a difference he's made to certain players? I mean, Danassian just. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like home comforts. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home advantage with McDelivery. You win. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Blue Monday are delighted to be partnered with TalkSport Fan Network and NordVPN, giving you the best possible offering for browsing the internet securely. NordVPN opens up global streaming options for content not available in your region by switching your virtual location quicker than Wesburn's running down the wing. NordVPN acts like your cyber Sam Morsey whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like passwords and credit card details from falling into the wrong hands. For about the price of an ITFC match program a month or a Blue Monday Telegram subscription, you can get yourself a NordVPN account which can be used across six different devices. If you need to rapidly change direction like Amari Hutchinson, there's a 30-day money-back guarantee. To get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Blue Monday or click the link in the podcast or YouTube subscription to be taken straight there, supporting us here at Blue Monday in the process. Looks just a thoroughbred footballer at the moment, doesn't he? Just incredible. The difference difference in the guy. Just amazing. Absolutely well, amazing. Even, even just the simple switch. I know it's not happened because he's not been fit at the moment, but just that simple switch of just Morsey and Evans, effectively, rather than having Morsey sit deep, ch- chasing the ball around, and yeah, Evans trying to push on. Yeah. Evans sitting deep and Morsey pushing on. It's made that midfield look so much better. And like I say, Danassi and Wolfenden, especially at the back, who was on his way out of the club and now looks like an absolute Rolls-Royce of a defender yeah. in, that, in that back three. And I don't know, Caden Jackson as well, some of his performances. and I mean... I think you're right. Of the other two, arguably since in the last 12 games, Wolfenden's been the better player than Edmondson, hasn't he? Clearly. He has indeed. I'll just pop pop this one back up again. Gary Haysman says it would be interesting to see what happens with season ticket prices. Have you heard any murmurings of review? It's still a little bit early, isn't it? We normally hear no, something no. is at the end of, will it be the end of March? Generally, I think. Isn't yeah, it? it's normally about then, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. I, well, like I say, I'd be, I don't think, I don't think it would be, massively put up because ultimately there's a real feel-good factor around the club the crowds we're getting are incredible i know there's and it's, i know it's a part of the pack out pr campaign but lincoln there's something like twenty six thousand tickets off of that already yeah. isn't there yeah it's just a Six bit of so important that we win at fleetwood now isn't it 
Mm. Yeah, it's, and it's a bit of pro- it's a bit of product, isn't it? The pro- you know, you're going you're going down now, knowing that you're going to be entertained, knowing you're going to see good, you know, good football. All right, yeah, mm. we're all gutted. We, you know, it was nil nil against Cheltenham, <clears throat> but as Joe said, you know, the first half of that game was probably the best best first half I've seen, or well, certainly all season. Absolutely superb. David Bergen, great show as always. Thanks, David, and thanks thanks everyone. Keep getting these questions in. If you're watching on Twitter. Uh, or Facebook, and you've been asking questions, and I haven't haven't read them out. I haven't seen any from Twitter or Facebook. They may not exist, um, but just mm. get onto YouTube if if you want to get a, a question in. Um, Michael Warner's trolling you now. I think Dave, should, can we sign Waghorn and bring him on for corners and set pieces? I know, do you know you'd what? You'd have him back in a heartbeat, wouldn't you? I, I absolutely would. I know it was one game, and he yeah, I got called I out. But in one <laughs> game, that's all it was. And then, yeah, absolutely. No, um, obviously you would. Yeah, class, class player. Yeah. Oh, we've Absolute had a class player. David Bergen has put in twenty pounds into the Blue Monday pot. Thank you very much. Oh wow, very generous, Please, David. Thank, Thank you. you. That's. That's excellent. Michael Warner. Um, and I like his comment as well, League One champions next season. I spoke to uh, yeah. spoke to a Morecambe fan after the game. He's a guy that runs their shrimps online thing that I spoke to before the game. Yeah. And he after the after we played them, he'd um messaged Skybet to ask for the odds for Ipswich to win the league next season on the back of the performance. So seriously. It's not just Ipswich fans that are getting carried away, but Skybet weren't offering odds. He just was amazed at how well we played and obviously we went there and took a sort of late, late equaliser to only get a point and that's how his view as a Morecambe fan watching the game. I, I meant to look for and I didn't, I couldn't find him. I, I was looking I think on Monday, it could have been Sunday or Monday, well Adam's comments were, did you did you see any from him or not? Their no. manager? No, 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 I didn't see anything from him. No, really. I just wondered what he, he sort of made of it but yeah, that's that's really interesting. Yeah. Dave has just stuck in another 20 quid. I'm not sure if he's done that on purpose. (laughs) (laughs) If he has, it's very very generous. That's incredibly generous. (laughs) Lovely stuff. Dave, Um, you better hang up. You better hang up, mate. You'll be skinned. No, don't. (laughs) (laughs) Um, As as we're such a modern football club now, Michael Warner says, should we go all Man City and go with no main striker, Chaplin? Could play through the middle and Luco, Salinas, the front three. Do you think we're maybe overcomplicating things if we go down that route in League One? But I guess when we play, you, you could play someone like you could play someone like Chaplin centrally with Jackson on the left and Selena on the right, for example. And Chaplin is someone that gets in the box. Selena is someone that will get in the box from the other side as well. So there is there is a chance that it that it happens like that. So I, w- I wouldn't be mega surprised if stuff like that happens, but I would be a little bit. Yeah, Luco's to a goal as well, isn't he? He's another one. I think he hasn't scored since what he scored two against Cambridge, didn't he? I don't think he scored yeah. since. I think he's Pompey on the Tuesday, yeah. but hasn't scored since yeah, like October. Oh, sorry, yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that is a long, long way back. Mm. Uh, Charlie D is quite high on that idea. Um, Lee Bayless thinks that we'll already have people lined up for next season. And I wonder Maybe if one of those is already the building in. Tariq Backinson. I wonder if he's. It does feel like his loan is with a view to sort of pick him up at the end of it. What are the what are people's thoughts on that? I think he's he sort of picked up a bit. I wasn't too impressed with him. I wasn't too impressed with him when I first saw him. But I thought he had a he had a really good game against MK. I thought Joe, you were there. Didn't you? I thought he played really yeah. quite well against MK. And he looked like um he looked like keeper made a really excellent. That's probably the pick of the saves. Well, he obviously made a good one from Selena. Mm. He made a really good save from him first half as well down to his right. So I think he's he's gradually becoming more you know having more and more an effect on the team. And um, 
yeah, I'm, 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 I'm sort of warming to him after not, you know, his first couple of appearances. I thought, what, you know, what is the point? And I think, I think we all said, you know, is he that much better than, than Harper, who's obviously now struggling to get in the crew, well, was struggling to get in the crew side. So, yeah, I'm sort of warming to him. It'll be interesting to yeah. see how he, how he goes the next few games because he'll probably, I won't be surprised if he starts again on Saturday. And I think he's had a tough, not a tough run, but if you think, I think his first four starts, it's like one Without. alongside Morsey, one alongside Evans, one alongside yeah. Carroll, yeah. one alongside El Mazzuni. And it's it's tough for a young player to come into that and just change a partner every week. If he hmm. if he settles in there, I'd probably say it's probably our best option at the moment alongside yep. Sam Morsey with Lee Evans out injured. Yeah, Evans, that looks a bad one as well, doesn't it? I don't think we'll be seeing I wouldn't have thought. I wouldn't have thought we'd see him this next week, would you? Mm. No, maybe maybe Pompey. That might even be too soon. I don't know. Mm. You just wonder if he if he's not fit in four weeks. Whether if depending on where the season is, do you just yeah, rest him, rest him get, for yeah. the summer? Yeah. Effectively, yeah. make sure he gets fit. So hopefully that's not the case. Hopefully he's coming back in to help. Yeah, because he, he was starting to look good. Yeah, Luton, Luton is two one up. Thanks everyone for joining us while this FA Cup <laughs> Classic is going <laughs> going on on BBC One. Uh, Jamie Souza, Danassian player of the season. Has he been at fault for anything? Misconsistent. He's, he, I mean, it, it's it's changed over the course of the season, hasn't it? But at the moment, I think I think he's the obvious choice. Isn't it's been it? a few, it's been a few candidates because I mean, <clears throat> I suppose getting into Bond I know, for the first few months. Well, yeah, yeah, getting into September, you had Bond, then you had Edmondson, who looked absolutely superb. Obviously, obviously Burns for his goals. But honestly, think I mean, you're Wolfen and a. You know, Wolfen in a side, obviously Wolfen didn't play much at the start of the season, up to perhaps half until McKenna came in. But Danassian has just been, the, as you said, the model of consistency. It's unbelievable um, change in the player. I say change in the player, but just, yeah, it never seems to, you know, if he does get caught, does get caught out of position, he almost seems to be in a position to, you know, he's got that bit of pace now to get to retrieve the situation. He has just been excellent. Excellent. And I think sort of just looking at the comments where Michael's just commented about Burns being lucky to have JD behind him. And I, th- I think that is true. And I think yeah. it's that right-hand side is working so well between Burns and Danassian. And it's almost, it's almost like we're a back four in possession, a back three out of possession, isn't it? Yeah. Burns is a right wing back, but once we've got the ball, he's a right winger and Thompson drops right back to left back and goes that way. But no, they've got, they've got a brilliant partnership there. They obviously get on really well, as you sort of see the, the the little photos of them, the little handshakes wow. when they score a goal, and and yeah, so they're, nice. they're playing brilliantly. And I say, as, as good as the has been, I think Wes Burns ten goals from sort of right midfield, right wing back. Yeah. It's, it's hard to look past that, and he's been and a assist. Yeah, and when you look at the um, if you were to look at sort of points per game of players, it is you could almost say that Wes Burns getting injured cost Bullcook his job because when Burns was out of the team, we just we just did not pick up points. No, mm. yeah, you're right. Quite right. Uh, Kiel Antonsen. I'm going to guess he's Danish. Apologies if you're if you're Norwegian. Too bad about Morsi. There's no goals in him like Holland, etc. I think it'll come. Do you, do you though, think he's you? got goals in him, Dave? I, Maybe. I think he has. He's you know yeah. you know when he he, he looks at he's, he's a Grant threat, Williams isn't score many goals. Grant Williams very. I, I think can remember he's what, the most similar I, player to Morsi. I can remember one at Reading. Can't you? A, 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 a pretty good goal at Reading. I seem to remember him scoring the old yeah, the green uh, and maroon uh, kit at the old Elm Park. I seem to remember. I think Ullen Beck scored a worldie that day. I'm pretty sure. Um, yeah, um, I'm, I think he's got goals. I mean, he looks a threat when he goes forward and he's got that you know driving to the edge of the box, etc. And he's been a bit unlucky. He should have scored against Burton, shouldn't he? When he tried to, the ball came across and he tried to put it 
behind the keeper and it just hit a trailing leg. I mean, mm. okay, perhaps he should have scored. But yeah, I can see I can see there's there is goals in him. He just again, like Stray just needs to get, you know, get a strike in a you know, a P roller or something like that, one off mm. a keeper or something, and off he yeah. off he goes. But the, be- the best chance he's had so far, Joe, is probably in the last minute at Gillingham. Yeah. Yeah, he, Christ, he yeah, really yeah, yeah. Just scored. Yeah. And also the last minute against Wickham where he rather than shoot rolls the ball oh, yeah, cherry rolls yeah. Out, doesn't he? Yeah, he rolls so. yeah. He's definitely getting into yeah. positions and he just doesn't look a particularly sort of clean striker of the ball though, no. does he, when he shoots? It's no. almost like he looks left footed when he shoots. It's like he's, he's <laughs> yeah. even his even his what right foot looks like what a bit of a What do you think about the sometimes. last bit of last bit of Kel's comment? Like Holland. Oh, oh really? no, he means there's uh, no goals in him like there was goals in Matt Holland. Yeah. Oh, I see. Sorry. Yeah. I yeah, couldn't no, imagine no. Sam Morsey scoring some of the goals that Matt Holland scored, the sort of outside the box. No. Stunners, no. really. I can remember one at Sunderland, one at home to Charlton was. Oh, let's well, not get into Matt Holland's <laughs> goals because we'll be Everton. here. We'll be here. Oh no, Everton. Oh, no. <laughs> Leicester. <laughs> Stop yeah. it. Stop it. Quite the back catalogue. Um, without wanting to sound like Rich, please do tune into my um, <laughs> <laughs> interview with. Uh, Matt Holland um, on Did the Blue Monday, Blue Monday channel. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I don't like to talk about it. Uh, Paul, Paul Strutt, um, in 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 response to your question, um, both Butcher and Holland blown away by McKenna and the drone. Um, the drone being used to record training can be seen in in matches. Yeah, um, and I think they were two of the players. That were invited down by McKenna to they were, have dinner yeah. down at the club, and yeah. I think it's um, it's I think Lambert had done it, but that like when I've spoke to Walker, but he said it was just going down there for a cup PR of tea. Exercise. But this this was actually uh, getting down there. I, I don't think it was a PR exercise; it was just to come down and have a chat. But this this was actually mm. come down. We're going to have dinner. We're going to sit in a players' lounge for sort of two or three hours and have a chat about all things Ipswich Town, sort of thing, rather yeah. rather than just Brilliant. uh, yeah. That, that sort of thing. So, yeah, he's obviously impressing everyone on and off the pitch, mm. isn't he? Spanner man. I'll, I'll let you read this one out, Dave, because I know you do a good uh, Macam accent. <laughs> Why are you... <laughs> From a Sutherland fan, you still have a chance of the playoffs, man. Uh, Spanner man, thanks so much for watching. I'm so sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> they, had a, they had a good but... result, didn't they, at the weekend? Oh, yeah. Did, Alex yeah. Neal sort wow, of finally yeah. started to turn that ship around after... Poor month, wasn't it really? Yeah, yeah. And Dave, Dave Bergen did it on purpose. Oh, with Dave, the, the double twenty euro super sticker, lovely stuff. Uh, Thanks, Char- Charlie D. One thing I love about McKenna is how calm and clearly comes across in interviews. No cliches, no passing the blame. He's great yeah. to listen to. No, R- yeah. Rich can't get enough of um, McKenna's interviews. I know a couple of people have said, "Not, I'm not." Not from this parish, but a couple of people had said he's maybe a little bit, little bit dry. But do you two both enjoy enjoy listening to him talk yeah, talk football? He, talk, he talks sense, doesn't he? And exactly what exactly what Charlie says there. There's no there's no BS. There's no cliches. He he, he talks a talk, doesn't he? Yeah, love it. And uh, yeah, and sort of when you look at the previous managers, Mick sort of got very bored of him by the end of it. Paul Hurst wasn't here for long enough. Paul Lambert just said the same thing after every single game going. Yeah. Paul Paul Cook just never you know, really talked about football. He'd sort of, if you asked him about anything, or if the reporters asked him about anything, like what's going on with transfers or this or injury, oh, I don't want to talk about that. I made to talk about the game. Then you ask about the game, and he doesn't, and he wouldn't talk about that either. So it was, oh, he used to tell me. 
yeah, at the golf club, you might have got more out of him. But it's in, yeah, I, I just like I actually when when the sort of stories all drop on TWTD and EADT, I actually sit and read them all. Where I haven't done that for a, yeah. a long, maybe the first few weeks of a manager's reign, you might do it, but it's a soon get bored of it. But not not him so far. Mm. No. Uh, Kurt Avon, I think I think we've answered this one. Sorry, I didn't didn't pop this up when Joe Joe and David talking about Backinson. He's Kerr thinks that he's got something about him and has got goal scoring potential. Um, do we need better next season? I mean, we've got he'd, he'd be a good backup, probably, wouldn't he? I think so. With I think potential. It'd, yeah, it'd be interesting to see how how he how he delivers for the rest of the you know the rest of the season. Like we said, I think he'll probably start alongside Morsey on Morsey on Saturday, and um, yeah, he certainly levels seem to have picked up. Hmm. Lee Bayless isn't having him though. Uh, need better doesn't seem to want to push forward enough. Um, Spanner man, this was before your impression, Dave. Says top <laughs> top club Ipswich with the applause emoji. Um, like Backinson's got a was, hell of a lot of minutes under, under his belt. Yeah, just having a look at his stats, and in 2021 he played over 2,000 minutes in the championship and yeah. played another best part of a thousand this season he's got he's got some pedigree and he certainly is i think he's a what's i think he could i think he could do well for us here i think he sort of had a tough start and and part of that was due to sam morsey's suspension where he came in as almost someone to get settled in for a couple of weeks and straight away he was on the pitch for us so no no i think he's improving into it and like i say clipped a couple of lovely balls in for bon and norwood who both should have done better with their chances shouldn't he and Obviously, had that shot that we spoke about there. It's just, just find his feet a little bit here. But no, I, th- I think he, I think he could be a good signing. Gary Lovell, we knew, we knew it was coming. I'm surprised it, it took this long. Somebody's brought up Tyree Simpson with the standard of our strikers. Let's give Tyrese a go. I, I'll, I'll be inspired by that question, but I'm not just going to say, shall we play Tyree Simpson? What I will ask is, if there was no contract situation, do you think he would have had a chance by now? I think it'd have figured in that. I think it'd have figured perhaps in the squad. I really mm. do. Perhaps have got would have got would have got some minutes, but obviously until that until that contract's sorted, I I just can't see it. Can you, Joe? I, I don't know, but I, I guess it's he's probably relying on an injury or something like that, isn't he? Because when when you look at the um, sort of squads we've named against Cheltenham on Tuesday, James Norwood didn't even make the bench, and <laughs> when you look at the subs on Saturday, you have got Joe Piggott. Burson, Selena, Connor Chaplin, and James Norwood on the bench, and again, Joe Piggott doesn't even get on the pitch. And I just don't see that he'd have, he'd be getting in the squad ahead of any of the four that that we've got, unless I say because like Bond, Piggott, Jackson, and Norwood are all ahead of him. Jackson, a few weeks ago, you'd have maybe said would be the one that he could maybe edge out, but it seems that he's really taken to McKenna and he's really offering McKenna something. So I, I think he is very much a fifth choice, isn't he? And sometimes if you're a fifth choice, and we're sometimes playing with one up front, you're just you're not going to get a look in, but he scored. He scored 23s last week. Scored a couple this week. 21s. Yeah, it's all he can be doing, isn't it? So I'd be interested if he ends up in the national league on loan for a few months. But hopefully, he signs a new contract and comes into pre-season because he's definitely got something about him. You look at, like I say, not many teenagers go out and score ten goals in half a season in League Two in a in a sort of tough league, tough competitive league that is. And he went in there and did really well for Swindon. He played nice football as well. They're not a battering ram side. No. He's certainly, he certainly got the physical attributes, hasn't he? De- definitely. Walton for player of the season or, or Morsi says... <laughs> oh, another David, two. <laughs> David Bergen, yeah. I mean, it, 
think it would be tough to usurp Danassien, but you never know. Oh, I mean, well, I mean, look, it just shows the season. You're right, and you wouldn't you wouldn't discount those two to the four we mentioned already. So six candidates when incredible, really. And it's not because six candidates because we've had a crap season as such. It's six six candidates because they play all play to really high consistent level. Hmm. Uh, quite interesting that our style of play is responsible for our defensive record because our defenders are encouraged to take risks and do slip up now and again. Yeah, he's, it's quite interesting. Yeah. We're playing quite a positive brand of football and yeah, maybe we've ridden our luck once or twice, but but it is enjoyable to watch, but it's it's not one way you're peeking from behind the sofa to watch it, is it? The keeper, makes, the keeper makes such a difference, though, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, he's so confident, isn't he? And, he? and he gives out so much confidence. Yeah, he he plays quite high. He's a real sweeper keeper, isn't he? Yeah, that was such a that was a coup. That that signing was a coup. Dave, <laughs> you gonna you gonna answer that? No, no. Hang on a sec. Is it uh, mother-in-law? Yeah, as usual. No, I don't think it was. No, actually, that's all right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Michael, Michael, both Edmondson and Thompson seem to turn inside when they have the ball. Maybe Penny would be a better bet for the overload when attacking. It's, it's interesting, with, it's interesting with Penny. But Thompson, he looks almost low on fitness, I'd say, rather than low on confidence in that he's after about... Because he went off, didn't he, on on Tuesday against Cheltenham. Um, Vincent Young came on and that was because he was just just struggling with the sort of running power needed and it sounded like again obviously I'm sort of only watching on the iFollow so you don't quite see the whole pitch but for people at the game they said that um <laughs> they said that Thompson looked ab- absolutely yeah, we missed old PPI I think hello oh oh nothing I'll call you back spit up right yeah Fun. <laughs> it's, it's great no. to know that people still use the landline um <laughs> That's because I know what it is. It's because my my wife doesn't never answer her mobile phone. I know what that is because I think it's probably an ear something in a bag or something. But it's yeah, it sounded sound like from about sixty five minutes on on Saturday, Thompson was just totally shot as well. So I wonder whether Penny gets a look in this week or Vincent Young gets a a game because it is sort of the Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, isn't it this week? Mm. Yeah, it's got to be nine points out of those three, isn't it, Dave? Before yeah. we go. Yeah, no, certainly. Yeah, I mean, if we can get nine points in the next three games, which obviously include a win over Portsmouth, we will be rolling. And I've saved the most exciting news story um, until Ooh. last, gents. Town have appointed a new <laughs> chief financial officer. I think under strengths, he's he's put accounts. <laughs> What's he put under weaknesses there? Like <laughs> Exma. <laughs> it's all part of the modernising in the club, though, isn't it, Joe? Yeah, yeah, we've. It's. I think it's illustrated just how far behind as a club we've got off-field structure-wise, and yeah, maybe a little. It may look a little bit too top-heavy at the moment, but ultimately, you want to you want to recruit and act as the club you want to become, rather than the one you are, don't you? And if we if we want to be a top-end championship club, which is a very minimum, I think these owners want, then you need to have a proper off-field operation. You can't. There's probably, I say, I know just from looking at staff around the club, we 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 lost, we've lost a huge amount of staff over the years in sort of retail, hospitality, just to Colchester. Like there's there's more sort of there. I know they've got the stadium, which it, which does a lot of events and things like that. But we we that's that's where people would go ahead of Ipswich, and that's, and people go because they're better jobs, better opportunities, and more money. And if you're losing out to a sort of League Two club, which attracts three, four thousand fans, when you're getting twenty, you're doing something wrong. So we need to be sort of 
trying to be on a level footing and sort of I hate to say it, but with Norwich, not Colchester. And so we're sort of looking to address that and we're going that way. And yeah, there, there are a lot of bodies there now, but I'm sure they're all busy. I'm sure they're all doing a lot. They're not just sitting there picking up a pay packet, are they? No, very much. I think the 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 outgoing financial guy, I think, had been had a fair bit of survey. I think he'd been there like 15 years or something like that. Even before, I think he predated, just about hmm. would have predated, I think, Evans, perhaps. I'm not sure. But um, yeah, good luck to the good luck to the new guy. Absolutely. Any any last thoughts before we go? And th- thank you everyone for for getting these comments in and for for making the show what it is. Thanks again, David Bergen, for your kind forty yeah, euro do- donations. And David's asked for a mug. I don't know if um, Rich has one, but if he doesn't, I have one. I don't drink tea or coffee, so I'll, I'll send one over. If he doesn't, if he sends uh, we his can... address over to Blue Monday. Twitter yep. or Facebook. If you get your address to us, David, then we'll send you on a course. Certainly yeah. will. 40 euros for a mug is um, pretty good, isn't it, Dave? I think they're going for more than that. I think that, to be fair, <laughs> I think as, he's a fr- as he's a friend, you know, we'll let him have it for that, but I think they're going for a lot more than that. Lovely stuff. Any, any last words then? How many points are we going to get um, in the next three matches, Joe? I'm going, go on, Joe. Seven. Seven, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll stick on, yeah. I think seven. Okay. I'll go for nine. (laughs) Right. Four, here we come. It's the promotion running. Everyone is gathered round to watch. The McNuggets share boxes are there offering much needed distraction. Your mate's already been booked for double dipping, but in you swoop to steal the last nuggets and claim all three points. Oh, and there is the Harry Clark fist pump to celebrate. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in at participating restaurants. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.